assume all the luxuries of an adult or all of the uh the benefits of an adult without assuming the same amount of responsibility what's up world it's your girl gwism with the wisdom i'm the ceo and daisha and we are millennials to society hey millennial fam welcome back to another episode of millennials to society we are back again with another great one um on this episode we're talking about one of daisha's favorite topics she loved to talk about relationships and love and et cetera, et cetera. So, um, and I think that this is definitely like a crowd favorite. Everybody loves to talk about this kind of stuff. So we are back again and we have special guests, ones that are not new to this. They true to this. They have been here before. And if you have been listening to us, then you are definitely familiar with the boyfriends. Uh-huh. <laughs> we got the boyfriends here with us um and we're gonna talk about um yeah relationships and so we I think the last time we talked about this was last February so Mm -hmm. you know it's been a while we are trying to put a little bit of a different twist on it and you know just give a different perspective than what we um have talked about in the past. So hopefully all of our listeners enjoy it. We hope to have like a great conversation. But before we get into the session, y'all already know we usually have something to start off the episode with. And so I'm going to turn at the mic because she got a game for us. What's up, ladies and gents? <laughs> so um, this game is called Most Likely Two. So I thought that Daisha and her man were going to be in the same room to, so they could point to each other, but you don't have to point to each other. You're just going to say, I'm going to read a scenario and say, most mm. likely to dot, dot, dot. And then you can say if it's you to most likely do that thing or if it's your partner. All right. All right. So oh, I'm, nervous. Like I'm nervous. <laughs> it's really, really, really nice. That's cute. It's but not. why would Michael? Why would you have them? Like, why would you want them to point to each other? Because you know how, like, when they, you never seen a game show when they're like, I do, oh, but this is a podcast. They, like, they can't hear us pointing though. All right, so yeah. point, they can still, they can still explain it. Oh, yeah. Okay, all right. But anyway, <laughs> if you can't point to each other, just you know, you can say and then you can explain. So y'all can be the y'all can do the first scenario and then we can just switch off like that. All right, first one. Most likely to spend the most time getting ready. Uh-huh, <laughs> I think that's, it's like, you know, most women, we take our time. <laughs> uh, I don't take, well, I don't know. It depends. It depends. All right. Next one is going to be us. Most likely to talk the most. <laughs> That would be him. I did. You did this on purpose. I feel like you. I did. ain't gonna lie. How? I got that one. Because they should be. I think he was gonna say me, but no, nah, it's yeah. definitely you. Don't be talking. Right. <laughs> That's the thing. I don't be talking to y'all. 
Bro, oh, you learn something new about your friends every day. Wow. Yes, I be millennials to society every day. Y'all do be asking him like a million me, questions. I be I was falling asleep. She was asking about it anyway. Y'all be asking heck of questions. So I thought he was going to say me. Like in the majority of the time, it's probably me. Like if we're out somewhere or something. Yeah, he'd be bragging. To each other, she definitely talks more. Then you? <laughs> me, you talk to me more than like you be bringing up more. Yeah, I do be bringing up more topics. You know, my mom mm-hmm. be all over the place. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but in too. general, oh. all right. Next one. Most likely to be the most dramatic. Jason. I feel like Micah really strategically did this. No, I didn't. <laughs> like, because some of these are too are too close to home. <laughs> what happened to y'all? These sort of he could be dramatic. I don't know. That's true. I could be dramatic. I'm just not. Exactly. <laughs> no, but they should. You know, I was about to say. I think everybody <laughs> know I'm dramatic. Whatever. I don't. I think that's. She, this is close to home, Micah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Most likely to order the most food at the restaurant. Whoa. All right. <laughs> this one is a time. <laughs> I I don't know, man. Oh, uh, I think. All right, so growing up, me and my family used to go out to uh, restaurants and stuff. Like, that was a thing that we would do that on Fridays or not every Friday, but like we would go out pretty often and like we would order a lot of appetizers. So that's you be ordering that, like appetizers. Yeah, no. Oh, so, like, I thought that was normal. I thought that was normal. <laughs> you thought that so, was normal. I thought everybody would order appetizers. So, I just got, I'm like, oh, yeah, that look, that sounds good. I eat a little bit of whatever sounds good. But then we be eating so. all of it. Wait, so y'all get an entree, too? Yes. But before him, I wasn't even like that. I get my that entree. Same. Not a lot. That's a lot of food. Yeah, we be having a heck of food. Yeah, sometimes appetizers be like a whole meal. Right. Exactly. But I blame him because I wasn't like this back in the day. How many was that, four? Mm-hmm. Okay. Y'all want to do one more or do you want to hop into you? All right, one? do the last one and then it'll be both couples. Oh, right. yeah, that's a good idea. Make it, yeah, you even it out. Right. Most likely to spend the most money shopping. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it was, the, it was the smile for me. <laughs> Just smile. I mean, I think we all know that's Daisha, so. Daisha. Dang, Daisha. Dang, he, no hesitation. She knew. All right, y'all got answers. Next, next. I ain't gonna lie. This is my. This is a close one. Um, I think this is a tie. It's, it's a, a tie, tie because I buy a lot of gadgets. That's not good. Like I, I'll randomly pop up with a new lens, or like randomly, like I have a drone. Now I saw you got a. drone. That's like That's my new cool. hobby, I guess. <laughs> So, like, I'll randomly get stuff, but Michael will all, she'll stay popping up with new clothes. All right, all right, all right. Don't, don't put my um, business up there. It's going to be like her one day. Yeah, I think that one is a tie. Michael, do you like ordering stuff? That's not as But I haven't been ordering. No, I haven't been ordering like I, I, I used to. I will say that. That is true. That is true. Exactly. All right. That was a nice little game. That was it cute. Was. I like that. It was. I like that. So we're going to hop right into the question. We got, I mean, the session. We got a couple of question, questions for y'all. Um, and so, yeah. So first question E is, 
why do y'all think being in a healthy romantic relationship should be important? Uh, That's question. Who goes first? Does it matter? No, it doesn't. No, no, it don't matter. Like whoever, whoever wants to jump in, y'all can jump in. However, y'all want to do that. Y'all acting like y'all ain't never been on here before. Like, okay, what? listen, I would. Listen, haven't I'm been just... on Zoom. Right, it's a, a different dynamic. It's a That's different true. dynamic. All right, it's a little different, but um, why should being a healthy romantic way should be important? I think because I think it's just less stress on everybody. Um, number one, if you're in like a healthy relationship in general, um, you know it's not toxic it's not like too many people like yelling doing too much so and if you're like in a healthy romantic relationship like you know romance is all about like you know surprising and keeping things interesting like keeping each other on your toes um i think that's like kind of like the biggest part you know it helps you continue to grow like you know as individuals in general so i think that's why it's important i agree i think you being in a healthy relationship like you can grow a lot if you communicate well and you pay attention to things. Say what you're saying. Why are you looking at me? Giggle. <laughs> it's them being in the same room for me. Hey, yo, yeah, y'all got to something. Something real quick. I, I agree. I feel like, I don't know if anybody heard me in the beginning, but I was like, is this even a question? Because, like, who wouldn't want to be in a healthy romantic relationship? It just makes everything easy. Um, we already be stressed enough, I feel like, in life in general. So just to have a healthy environment that you can go to outside of work, you know, we're in school. It's just super important. So I think that's why it's important. Yeah, that was just, like, to kick it off, you know, a little warm-up question before we really start to get the wheels turning. But I will say... Even though people say that it's important, like a lot of people, I feel like, well, not a lot, but a good amount of people, I feel like prioritize just being in a relationship. They don't care if it's healthy or if it's toxic. So yes, it's important, but how many other people besides us really think it's important? That's true. Or, you know, they might fall into a situation where maybe it started off and like, for whatever reason, they deviated from it, like things happen. Not to, like, speak on nobody else, you know, relationship, but I'm just thinking, like, it could, things could have happened where they transitioned from healthy to unhealthy. So. Or some people don't know how to be in a healthy relationship as well. So that's something to think about, too. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking that as well. I'm sorry. Yes. Are you good? Oh, I was going to say, same, I agree. Like, I think... Especially if somebody was in a toxic relationship for a very long time or they grew up and that's all they saw. Some people think that that's like what a relationship is supposed to be like. So they may not have an example of like what a healthy relationship looks like. And so to <clears throat> get into one, like they have to unlearn a lot of that that they saw and that they um, thought, I guess, was normal. Mm -hmm. um, so. Takes it, it takes time, it takes experience, it takes reflection, like self-reflection, and then um, really finding, like, I guess, good role models also possibly to follow. And I think, Earl, that goes into the next part of this. Um, what I was going to ask next is, like, how do you think a couple should go about building 
Um, or if you have it now, the example that you said, Daisha, maybe they had it at first, but then who knows what happens, like maintaining healthiness within that um, partnership or relationship. Um, so I think, like he was saying, <laughs> like when it comes to relationships, you have to do a lot of self-reflection and you have to also be aware of yourself and mature enough to be like, okay, I'm doing this and this is not healthy. So I need to change this about myself or work on this or go to therapy so that I can fix this so that it won't affect my relationship and so that my relationship can be healthy. So I think it just takes you looking at yourself. If there's anything that you do that's not good, um, taking the time to work on that. Yeah, one thing that I thought about was doing like a heart check, like having periodic periodic heart checks with yourself, like where are you at? Or checking in with your partner, like saying, okay, we've been together this long or like, this is where we at. We're having this arguments all the time. Like, how should we go about that in the future? Or how do I even feel about this right now? Um, am I doing things? Like, at, like you know, like really make, being intentional about what that, self-reflection looks like to say like okay if I want to build to something that's better than what we have right now what is it that I have to do realistically speaking what is it that we have to do yeah that kind of like goes into what I was going to say because one of the things I had thought about was like sacrifice so realizing that it's just not always about you sometimes it's going to be about your partner sometimes you might have to do something or say something that you like Oh man, you know, I want to be tough right now, but I owe it to my relationship and to my partner to like be the bigger person, which I think also goes into communication, which I know a lot of people, that's the number one thing you think about is healthy communication, whatever, whatever. But I think it's really important, like in general, just to know, like what we were saying, what'd you say, the heart, heart check or whatever, how your partner is feeling when y'all going through stuff, being able to talk about it, even if you got to take a moment to get yourself together and come back, I think that's very important. And then another thing I was thinking about was space. Because some people, they be with their partner 100% of the time. And if it works for you, perfect. But I feel like to me and for my relationship, we need space sometimes. I need my time. You need your time to hang with your friends family, whatever. And I think that also allows you to miss each other. So when we come back, it's like, dang, I missed you. It's been a while. And it just, to go into the next question, it keeps things fresh and exciting um, when you set it up like that. I agree with all y'all's points. Um, one other thing I was going to add is that a relationship is like a tree. And so you need solid ground for it to have the opportunity to grow and really blossom and for its roots to sink in and be, um, you know, be able to withstand like any strong winds, any storms that may come. It also okay, needs, <laughs> you also need nourishment. You need sunlight, you need attention and it needs water, but not too much water. So that goes back to, I think Daisha's point on having space. Um, Cause if you water, if you put, too much water on a plant or on a tree that doesn't help it actually hurts it right so um it's all about balance and then just giving things time and attention i love that metaphor yeah the tree metaphor was tough um i don't really have much to say because y'all kind of said everything um i think uh i got something to add it can kind of go for both 
number two and this question as well is you know having a first having both of you all step outside the comfort zone um you know kind of try different things as well just because like you know if you're trying different things you know you're kind of learning new things about your partner every day and that's kind of in my opinion that's another way to help build you know and maintain a healthy relationship because now you're starting to know whether it's you know some of their deepest fears whether it's something they need to know about themselves and like you're kind of helping them grow at the same time so it's just like kind of killing two birds and one stone right there so there's something to kind of think about with that and I have fun. I, I want to add one more thing. Have fun with your partner. I think that's very important. Like that goes into um what he just said in terms of doing new things with your partner. Do something y'all never did before. You know, like I want to do. I'm not gonna say what I want to do, but yeah, just have fun. Do things that are fun. Why your face look like that? Because <laughs> it's irrelevant. What I want to do is irrelevant. That's why I wasn't going. But we want. We might be interested. Like um, you might want to. I mean, it's either. not nothing. It's not nothing crazy. I just really want to go parasailing. Like that's all. Like. I want to do that. He knows I want to do that. But my point is just do something that's out of the box and that's fun and exciting. Keep it fresh. That goes to our next. I think we diving into the next question a little bit, but just do Yeah, y'all want to keep jumping ahead. I know, because this kind of connects to the question, but I stop there. Just have fun with your partner. They supposed to be your friend, not just your partner, you know, so... Yeah, I agree with that. So how do you manage to keep the keep the flame alive in your relationship so you or your partner doesn't get bored or like lose interest over the course of time? You know, especially like we got couples in here that have been together for X amount of years, you know, they still going strong. We love to see it. And so, you know, like that's something that people struggle with. Like after some time, it's like, and it ain't given what it was given at first. So how do people go about that? We let like really the we like the vets go first. The oh yo okay. We <laughs> give give respect when respect is due. So we let them go first. <laughs> Not the vets. Um, I mean, I don't know. I feel like I just have to find ways to be creative. Like they should um was saying, and Lima was saying, Earl was saying trying new things with your partner, I feel like I'm always like, okay, how can I add some spice or fun to this? Like, what can I plan that he never experienced before? So doing stuff like that. So that it's not like boring since we've been together for a little bit at this point. Yeah. Yeah, To add to that, I think, I think there are some things that like everybody likes to do. um, Things that couples um enjoy doing together Mm. you can continue to do those things and keep it fresh by kind of altering the experience a bit so like if for example we like to travel let's try a different city or if we go back to a city we went before let's see something different when we go there um so i think it doesn't have to be drastically different like you don't have to go from going out to eat to going to travel to going to salsa dance like you don't have to it doesn't have to be that different but like making small tweaks can go a long way as well um i think well did you want to go first no okay um so i think that like you know kind of one of the things you also want to realize with this too keeping the flame alive also can be really just you know sitting out not not doing anything i think that a lot of times when we try to like you know think about these ideas and kind of like 
keep the flame alive and keep things spicy and things like that, we never actually get time to really just kind of sit and like talk and like keep the flame alive, just doing nothing. Like, I think that, you know, those are really the times where you really get to sit and know your partner more than you probably would, whether we're going parasailing or whether we're, you know, kind of doing something different, like kind of just sitting in the house and like relaxing. So I think that that's a piece sometimes some people like forget when they talk, talk about keeping the flame alive. Because honestly, sometimes when people ask me, like, you know, what do you kind of do to keep the flame alive? Like, you know, relationship, like, you know, all we talk about going out. But I feel like a lot of the times that we've, sit, you know, sat in the house and things like that, those have kind of been better than some of the times that we've gone out too. So, yeah. Yeah, it's more intimate. It, it kind of hit different. Because, you know, when you're in a restaurant, it's like, it's a lot of people. We might be in a loud place. So that's true, but I still like going out. Just to add that, I love going out. We go out a lot. I think that's why why he like, yeah, when we in the house, it's 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 really good because it's rare yeah. that we are. But yeah, I think that's a great point. Like sometimes it's do nothing. You learn a lot about your partner, and I feel like yourself during those moments. So like enjoying, how, learning how to enjoy each other's company when it's just like the two of y'all. Yes. Exactly. Okay, I can respect that. So I think that on this podcast, we've talked a lot about relationship goals, internet couples, like just the way society views relationships and things like that. And so with that being said, and I feel like we, like me, Mike and Daisha, we talk about this a lot, like amongst ourselves, but like, what are some of the biggest misconceptions that you feel um, you've heard around like romantic relationships and they should like ooh. I feel like they <laughs> like <laughs> but all right I want to say because like we like my uh when we said myself Micah and her we have these conversations from time to time and on Instagram Twitter the socials y'all perception of relationships is fake it's not real. It's not sustainable. Um, it's like y'all living in this fantasy world. The stuff that I see, like one day I saw like a tweet that was like, if my man don't buy me um, flowers every day, then he got to go. Or I can't deal with a broke N-I-G-G-A. Just ridiculous stuff that is just like, where do you get these things from? Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. And to answer the question, um, those are the, the biggest, some of the biggest misconceptions, like realistically speaking, when you meet somebody, they are going to be flawed. He may not have the biggest bag. That is okay. Um, as long as he's working towards a goal, you know, and is driven. And in terms of the gifts and all of that, paying my rent, paying my bills, stuff like that. I feel like you can't ask of these things if you're not doing it yourself. And so I, I, that like really bothers me when I see a lot of that on the socials because I'm just like, where are you getting this stuff from? It just be everyday people that be saying this. And I just, I don't get it. So those are really big misconceptions that I see a lot, like a lot. Man, I agree. You're preaching. Because a lot of people, number one, people see something on social media and take it at face value. And like, you can't judge, you can't judge a relationship based on the highlight reel that you see. Mm-hmm. And the highlight reel is pictures on social media, posts that they make, tweets that they say, like, you don't see what's happening behind the scenes. Um, so that's number one. Number two, 
people have standards or like they'll they'll voice standards um for relationships that kind of like they should said one they don't make sense a lot of times but two every relationship has different dynamics and so you can't it's not cookie cutter you can't apply the same way of thinking to different relationships because they're all different people they have different needs they have different interests they have different love languages they have different experiences and so with that like there's going to be there's going to be some differences between two different relationships that you're looking at yeah i think oh lima did you want to add something there um yeah i mean i was just going to really kind of say i agree uh the misconceptions are like crazy just because you know like you know what they just said like everybody the way they post up on ig like you know, a man should be paying all the bills. I should be chilling, like that kind of thing. And I just be kind of sitting there. I'm just like, okay, well, I mean, you know, everybody has their preference, um, you know, as to, to like, you know, what they should do and like how to make a relationship work. But I think that like, because of people see on social media, it's like, well, I think that, you know, God should pay all the bills. And it's like, do you really think that? Or did you see that? And you think that's how it should go? Because that's not what I'm thinking, right? So it's just like, I think that that's, I think that's kind of bad. I think it like kind of like sours a lot of like potentially good relationships that could possibly happen. If people go in there with this misconception that they have, you know what I'm saying? And then like the other person is like, nah. And instead of listening to kind of how they feel and what they're saying about it, it's like because of the misconception in your mind, you're already thinking like, this is how it's supposed to go. This is what I'm doing. So I think that like it, it kind of ru- like ruins it a lot. Um, but yeah, I agree with what everyone else is saying. And I was actually watching this show. So we watched this show called, uh, what is it? Ready to Love? Ready for Love? Ready to Love? And it was a woman on there. And she was all head over heels for this man. When this man said he does not believe that he should pay all the bills, she cut him loose. Like, (laughs) cut him loose. It's so crazy. Like, I don't, I don't know. It's just crazy. And that's why I said the everyday person oftentimes are the people that are selling this narrative and I think they may be getting it from celebrities and people who actually have a point so that it's like but that doesn't apply to everybody like to Earl's point different strokes for different folks the everyday person is not given that and then furthermore I think it doesn't promote the team aspect of a relationship like we operate as a team you know to me that's sustainable that's realistic that is a healthy relationship. And I think when you are saying, oh, this man need to be paying my bills. He need to be giving me flowers every day. He need to be buying me Birkins, bags, all this crazy stuff. That's not promoting a team. That's promoting individualism, you know, your wants and you're not taking into account your partner's wants or even seeing the fact that he may not even be able to give you any of that. And that's okay. So um, yeah, just to add to what everybody else said about that. But that's a good point that you made, Daisha, about partnership. I think that that is something that you just don't see promoted a lot. When it when when you see, oh, social media, society, blah, 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 when they talk about relationships, it's always about what can this person do for me? And that's like from a man and a woman's side. But it's never like, how can we do things for each other? How can we work together? You know, because honestly, that's what it is. I told Mike and Daisha, I was like, I feel like I just didn't realize and what a lot of people don't realize is just like how much work actually goes in to 
a relationship. You know, it's not just, oh, we going on cute dates together, take this Instagram picture. No, like what? Like you really have to deal with this person. You have to deal with the good and the bad. And when the bad comes, it can really be bad. But it's like, you can't just dip out on that person. Like when you're making decisions, you have to think about, well, you don't you don't have to, depending on what kind of relationship you're in. But you know, like th- there's another person that needs to be taken into consideration. And I think that when I was seeing a lot of things or like when I had an idea about like, oh, relationship, like these are just things that I was not thinking about. Like the simplest things, right? That when you're single, when you're an individual, you just be making decisions on your own, like whatever, you know, is me. But now that when you're like with a whole person, it's really not, a, it's just about you. And I think that, you know, we did definitely touch on that earlier, but that's, a, that I think that that's a great point. Like, I feel like partnership is not highlighted at all. I agree. I, I saw an interesting quote <clears throat> a couple of years back that said, a relationship isn't a two-way street. It's two one-way streets. So the thought in that quote, or the main point is to kind of, I think Daisha and Ngui said this, but instead of going into a relationship, thinking about things that you can get out of it, think of ways, like if you truly rock with that person, think of ways that you can uplift them and help them develop and get closer to what their goals are. And like, it's a mutual agreement that they'll do the same for you. So that was kind of cool. And then back to Daisha's point about um, people's perception of like what money, how money is supposed to be handled in a relationship and like people thinking, oh yeah, a guy is supposed to pay for everything, hit all the bill and all the bills, pay for all the vacations I can chill. Like if that works for y'all, cool. But for most people that doesn't. And back to like, I, I like learning about personal finance and then sharing nuggets that I get. Um, so one person I, I follow is Dave Ramsey and his um, kind of his teachings, his books. And one thing that he said is that finances have the ability to wreck a lot of marriages if they're not handled properly. And one way to get around that is don't look at it like, oh, yeah, this is my paycheck. This is your paycheck. And this is what we want to figure out. We want to figure out what to do with the money. <clears throat> um he was saying to look at it like whatever money comes into the household is like one big bucket. Like you can have your personal accounts for you to splurge if you want for you to get your your hair done, your hair cut, go to a bar, whatever. But like he was saying, like, if say y'all are both up, y'all are both doing well, it's still that one bucket. If one of y'all is down, you're not, you know, maybe you might be in between, jobs that's still that one bucket and he was saying that that can save a lot of marriages because that's like the number one thing or number one and number two things that can really crash a relationship just to add to that a lot of people not discussing money before they getting married and then they get surprised they get surprised but that's not for this episode i just wanted to throw that out there they no no what was you want to say um about that Oh, I just feel like, I mean, I feel like people should be more transparent about their financial situations with their partner, to be honest. I don't understand what the big secret is, especially like for, you know, the women out here expecting all of these 
big things, then you should have an idea of like what the financial situation of your partner is and how, you know, your financial situation can relate to that and match to that. So you can live the life that you're trying to live, you know, but, you know, people is out here getting married and then finding out that they partner is X amount of dollars in debt and looking at each other with the Mr. Krabs face, but we digress. Um, okay, so moving right along, we talked about like misconceptions, but what would you say are like some common cliches that you have found to be true or things that you actually really relate to? Like you see it and you're like, yeah, that, yeah, that's true. That's me. Yeah, my my dad always preached that um, if you have a, uh, an issue within your relationship, you won't fix it by going outside of it. So like when you're having problems, look inward and communicate and try to actually find a root cause of a problem and work through it. Um, so that would be, I don't know if that's really a cliche, but like he always says it. So for me, it's a cliche. Um, <laughs> what you're so, saying is not for me. I'm just smiling. Hmm? Nothing, nothing. <laughs> well, that's it. <laughs> that's it. For that. That's all I had. Did you want to add? All right. Um, I got one for me is like opposite to track. Um, I think that's, as you all can tell, pretty much me and Daisha, um, for the most part, just like night and day sometimes. So oh my God, I feel like that was such shade. <laughs> It's not shade. I mean, you you are who you are. I am who I am. It doesn't it doesn't negate or take away from our relationship. That could help make our relationship stronger. I mean, but you know that's why you know the good thing that opposite track. Like we can help balance each other out. Like you know, because I'm the calm one and stuff like that. So I think it's just that's just the way it is. I think I think it's okay. I don't think it's an issue. Um, but I think it's something that I do think relates to both of us. That's relationship. Oh oh, that's funny. That's very funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is funny i was just gonna add to what i said earlier just the um communication part i don't think people understand when you get in a relationship that is very very true it's a very important piece of your relationship even on the days where you do not feel like it which for me some days is a struggle but it's so important that that transparency being honest with your partner letting them know how you feel it's so important to to sustain and maintain a relationship. Like you gotta this, go, you gotta go deep sometimes. You know. I I saw this post and it was like it's not about communicating, but it's about understanding. Like the communication, it was something along those lines. So you can communicate all you want, but if the person is not understanding what you're saying then you can still run into a lot of those same issues. So communication is definitely important, but the comprehension of that communication is also just important because you really might have to change the way you're saying it so the other person can understand. But, you know, again, that goes back into that work that I was talking about earlier. Oh, I have a cliche. I mean, I guess, well, I can't really relate to this, but... One thing that people always say is that it's hard to date out here. Um, Girl, that's not a cliche. That's facts. <laughs> but like, I don't know. It's not a cliche. Man. Heck no. <clears throat> I wouldn't know what to do. Oh, it's given. Like, I heard it. What's the, what's the SpongeBob thing? It's given. Like, <laughs> okay, never mind. That's not a cliche. 
No, go ahead. Say what you were saying. It's not a cliche. But I mean, still, but still finish what you were saying though, Micah. No, I was gonna say, like, people, a lot of people say that it's hard to date. But then some people don't find that it's that hard. But then some people are like, no, like it's really nobody left. Is there really nobody left? We just got standards. Like they just, you know, they just don't feel like there's anybody that can, you know, reach their standards or what they're looking for. At this point, if the people that we know, they are settling down to their future. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, now you're not looking for like, oh, a couple months. You're looking for like, hmm, I wonder if this person can be somebody long-term. And it's like, that person will last right now, but they won't last for the future. So that's why I think it's like, it's, it's much harder. I think it might've been easier when we were younger because it was like, all right, well, I'm chilling right now. So I ain't, I'm not really, but as you get older, it's, it's more difficult because you got more to think about. Yeah, like when he was younger, you know, it was like it's giving night cat, and you know, like, like it's like, <laughs> JK. It was like JK. We, <laughs> you know, we had to add a little flavor, but I digress. I digress. Hey, nothing about that. No, but no, I do want to just a quick follow up. Do y'all think from based off based off of what you see that it is hard for people to date right now? Yeah, because people be lying. First of all, they be having whole families on the side, babies, wives. Like it's just hurts my heart to see. So I think it is hard for people. I think it's hard for people as well, just from what I've seen. But I think that again goes back to what Lima said about how. It's people's standards. I think that in our age, especially like women, if we're dating somebody, I think that oftentimes people are looking for long-term partners. And so, you know, you might not, yeah, it's not given any and any, any, any and anybody, you know, is given, can I really be with you for a long time? And can we again put in their work? I think it's difficult. I think it's hard. Also, we in a panorama. So I still think that people face difficulties like meeting new people. Like now, things are starting to open up a bit, but that's definitely still, I think, a barrier that exists. So what have y'all learned about yourself? You know, y'all been doing it for years. We got vets. We got um, people who are like, walking into the vet stage honestly but um yeah what have you learned about yourself throughout the different relationships that you have been in and like how do you think that that affects your relationship now or I mean like just in general how you move throughout life things that you've learned so my past relationship you know it was it was a good run but um I was very clingy (laughs) I was very clingy with my partner and if I could be honest, I didn't realize it until after I got out the relationship and I um started therapy the year after my partner broke out with me. But um, yeah, I was very clingy and I did not have much of a filter. At that time, I was much younger. It was given whatever I think you want to hear it. You know, it might be a cuss word or two or three or four. And um, I think that that contributed to the downfall of my relationship. And so from that experience, obviously I learned a lot. And now in my current relationship and not just my, my relationship with my partner, but 
even in my friendships, I really try to be mindful of the things that I say and how I say it and like how it may be perceived. Cause I've seen, you know, in the past how, you know, it's, it's affected my relationship. So that's definitely something that I learned from the past that now I implement um, today. Uh, oh, Liam, you can go. No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Okay. Um, so number, the first thing I learned from my like past relationship was like <clears throat> to like always be myself. Um, you know, like when I was in my past relationship, I didn't have like a lot of confidence and stuff like that. So I did kind of let her like walk all over me at certain points. Um, so and like I wasn't I wasn't being myself because you know I was afraid of like what would happen, like if you leave, et cetera, et cetera. So like you know, one of the things I've learned from there was to kind of like really like you know be myself and you know be proud of like you know who I am regardless of like you know what somebody else thinks. Um, that's one thing I tell Daisha all the time. Like I really appreciate that you know she allows me to kind of be who I am. Um, and like you know a few other things I've learned too, just like you know kind of just be be patient um, because I think someone said that earlier relationships are difficult. Um, you know that you're not gonna it's going to take work. So just kind of be patient. Um, and, you know, communication is key. Um, I think, you know, my last week I didn't have like a good communication. Um, I think that, like I said, someone mentioned it earlier, again, making sure that you communicate it, it really, really, really helps the relationship. So, you know, everybody knows where everyone is, what they're kind of thinking and just kind of just gives you a good mindset. So those are my tidbits. You can go ahead. Um, I'll say definitely the communication part because the last relationship I was in, I was like 17 and 18. So now that I'm 26, it's a different type of vibe. And I definitely have learned that I need to communicate and not be afraid to communicate. Um, not just in this relationship, like they should said, but in my friendships and family relationships as well. Like I learned that that is very important and that I can communicate and say how I feel without being afraid how the other person is going to perceive it and worrying about that. So that's one thing that I learned. Another thing that I learned um, is that I am that girl, period. Because like in my last relationship, it was like given, oh, like, I don't know. Like I was in high school, so it was it was just different. And I was like, Lehman was saying like worried about oh, is he talking to this person, which he was talking to this person, but worrying about stuff like that. But now that I'm older and I'm learning more about myself, like Lima was saying, and becoming more confident in myself, I realize that I am the prize. You are the prize too, but I am the prize. All right now. Um... <laughs> we can't We can't just skip over that. Earl said, oh, right now. Like, he looked at her like, oh, right now. <laughs> Y'all can't see it, but it's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> um, I agree with a lot of really all of the points that everybody made. I would say for me, I had to learn. Um, you know, I think communication is something that as humans, that's something that you have to develop. I don't know that some people are just really naturally gifted at communicating, getting their point across, and then also listening. Some people are more on the listening side. Some people are better at the speaking side, not listening. So really finding that balance, striking that balance, and then developing in that area is something that uh, I learned that I need to work on and continue to work on. Um, also being understanding of like uh, people's past, things that 
they may have gone through things that they may have grown accustomed to seeing and like experiencing and uh because that really drives like how people act and how they move and you know understanding that not everybody had the same experiences that i had or had the same examples that i had or role models that that i had so um it's not it won't be you know not everybody's starting at the same point you may have had a head start in the race so understanding that and then giving grace because of that michael looked at me because she already know that's my <laughs> you know you love that yeah that <laughs> grace that grace i love that i think that first of all i love the transparency moments here i love that um i think that a lot of people definitely relate to that i think that for me when i think about this I feel like the biggest thing that I've learned is to um, give people the space to grow, learn, and change in their own time. Um, I think that I'm the type of person that if I see something wrong or like if I see like you could just do it this way, you know, I'm like, just do it this way, you know, just do it this way that I'm telling you. But they might be used to doing things another way. And so it really just takes different people time to learn and adjust and probably, you know, just get better. And so me just really being okay with that and being more patient in that process, you know, um, yeah. That's good. I struggle with that too. I don't have a lot of patience. I my patience is very thin. It's bad. Yes, same. Not good. It's not good. It's really bad. It's Look, not might- good. <laughs> it's not good. And I recognize that it's not good. And I be trying to change. So it's a process. Yeah. But it's like, it's good. that It's always good to recognize something. So... Yeah, it's all a learning process. So like, that's just, yeah. But, okay, well, wrapping it kind of up, like it was kind of like, you know, a nice short, sweet conversation. So kind of like wrapping it up, if you could have a conversation with yourself before you got into a relationship, what are some of the things that you would tell yourself? Which is kind of a cliche question, but I think that it's really good. Uh, Make sure you know what you're getting yourself into. Um, not in like, not in like a bad way, just kind of like, you know, I think, uh, when we mentioned it earlier, like, you know, you are now committed to this person. This is, this is a relationship. Like, you know, it's no more just kind of like when you go out and you're doing something, you're just thinking about yourself. Like, you know, like she said, like, not something like you act for permission or anything like that, but like, you know, your partner, like, like they said as well, it's a partnership, right? So, you know, make sure, make sure you're ready for it. Make sure you're ready for a partnership. Make sure you're ready to commit yourself to someone else. So this is not marriage, but at the same time, you know, it's it's still, you know, something that you have to do. Um, so, you know, if I'm having conscious myself about that, like making sure like, you know, this is really what I want, like it's nobody else, like this is it. Like just really make sure that you're sure. I second that, the whole commitment part. I think especially when people are younger, especially probably guys, um, seeing uh, I don't want to project but like sometimes you'll see red flags and it could be something that you can work through but people will see that and be like oh no I'm not I'm not dealing with that so like that can sometimes is the right way the right move but 
some like it takes time to figure out like whether something is fixable or not. So that was that'd be one thing. Just looking at the past. Um, and then also these are some things that I actually did tell myself, but taking time to like learn more about myself and explore and learn things is like really important because when you um get into a relationship, you have something to bring um that can add value to the other person's life. So those would be a couple, couple points. All right, this is something I told myself. <laughs> drag. <laughs> Not drag in a like crazy way, but I say this, you know how people always say they had their fun before a relationship. I got everything out of my system. You know, I went on dates. I had people spending money. Um, since we, talk, we were talking about money earlier. <laughs> but, you know, some of the girls, they say, I got me a meal out of it. Whatever that may look like to you, but just have fun. It's Do what you want to do during that time when you're not in a relationship, when you're single and with yourself. Because to everyone's point, once you get in a relationship, it's commitment time. It's no games to be played. So get it out your system before you embark on that journey. Just so you don't have any regrets and we're young, you want to have that time. I think that's really important. So that's something I said to myself because the summer that I met him, I had a beautiful time. I had a beautiful time. And I don't don't regret it because now it's like, I can give all to you because I had such a great time. So. Oh. (laughs) Oh, thank you. I'm sorry. Michael, what you got to say? I don't know. Because, I mean, I wasn't out here living my best life like they should. I literally was chilling from the time I got out of a relationship to when I got in one years later. So, I don't know. No, this I... is like, first of all, they should kind of answer the question wrong. This is before <laughs> you get in a relationship. Like, like okay, your partner actually, will you be, will you be mine? You feel me? What are you telling yourself? Oh, I mean, I was already ready for him to ask. So, I mean, <laughs> I didn't really need to have a conversation with he myself. Not I was like, lying. When I tell you, this, this episode is very transparent. My sister. You really about to expose me. She is not lying. She is not lying. Hey, yo, Deja, I don't need your commentary. But yeah, like, I was already ready to be in a relationship because I'm like, all right, we're not about to be dating, quote unquote. Yeah, I was ready to love. <laughs> so yeah, I was already prepared to or like have a conversation. Be locked down. Yeah, like and we were already acting like we, I mean we were dating, but we weren't like official. So I mean, yeah. I think that for me, if I can have a conversation with myself, and this is something that I felt like I executed. Well, this is something that I did tell myself, is just that like um there is never, because I feel like a lot of people always wait for, or there's this thing around like a perfect moment of like, oh, I'm ready, blah, blah, blah. And I think that one thing that I really had to tell myself was like, there's never going to be a perfect moment when you're ready. I think that um, the the important thing is, is if there are ups and downs or 
if you're ready to ex or if you're willing to explore certain aspects like okay if you're willing to get into a romantic relationship are you ready to do that with this person and so having that conversation with myself really helped ease a lot of my nerves and like my anxiety because I was not like Micah yo was yeah he was <laughs> yo was panicking <laughs> yeah y'all if y'all know me y'all know y'all know no need to go too much into that but I think that it was more so at the end of the day if you're going to do it with anybody are you going to do it with this person and I was like yeah you know yeah so that was a great conversation that I had with myself and other people. I encourage y'all to have that as well. So any last minute words or advice to people who are trying to be vets? I just want to touch back on what Earl said about the red flags. You know, you see those red flags, you know, some, sometimes it's okay to kind of think about it and like, you know, all right, maybe I can work with it, but take it at face value. I think like, if you've seen that person and like they're showing those red flags, that's probably them for the most part. So don't try to just be like holding on. They just probably had it. Oh, it's probably them. So just just kind of think about that. That's one thing that like I wish I did prior to my last relationship where I was like red flags were shown and I was like, oh, we're gonna work on that. That's because this happened. And it wasn't. So think about that. That is facts. You don't want to be like, oh, they just had a bad day. It's six months later. They had a bad day. Every day. Oh, my exactly. gosh. <laughs> Ain't no way. But, yeah, I would just, last words for me, it's probably the same things I've been saying. Like, if you're going to commit, like, fully commit, um, have uncomfortable conversations, things like money. If When, when you get to that point where y'all are serious, have conversations about money, your career, places you want to live, things you want to do with your life, um, what some of your deal breakers are, if you have any. I think that's important to to be upfront about. Um, I, I forgot what I was going to say, but I remember what I was going to say. I was going to say, never stop growing as an individual and never stop growing with your partner. Because I feel like even after you're together for a long time, you always find new ways that you can grow by yourself and with the person that you're with. So never stop growing. Y'all better listen to her. Listen to them, y'all. I oh, I would like to say um, that don't underestimate the importance of community. So I think that it's really good to have people, not that you're idolizing anybody's relationship, but you see another couple maybe who you, you know and, or you have like friends, like girlfriends, like that you can talk to about certain things and you can get solid advice. Like they can tell you, oh, nah, you shouldn't have did that. That was wrong. Or, you know, just give you the space to like lash out or like be angry or like, you know, whatever it is when it comes to the more frustrating parts and also kind of like serve as an example. Again, not that you, oh, I want to be like them, blah, blah, blah. But it's really good to have that sense of community. Like I always say nobody should date alone. Um, so yeah, that's what I would say. That was beautiful. I really don't have anything to add. All right, well, we gonna wrap it up then. We gonna wrap it up. That was cute. That was nice. Thanks 
to the boyfriends for dropping by and giving y'all's um, little pieces of advice and just like gems. We appreciate that. And we loved having y'all on, of course, um, as always. And so y'all know we always end our episode off with food for thought. So I'm going to pass that right on to Daisha. Let us know what you got going on. All right. So we love green flags, red flags, yellow flags, all types of flags on this podcast. So I'm just going to end it off with relationship green lights. Sounds a little twist, but it's, it's similar to the green flag, red flag thing. So in terms of relationship green lights, I saw this post. It listed out basically a few things that are like a good thing that you should um, want or desire in your relationship, a healthy relationship, like we talked about. And so it says relationship green lights consist of apologizing when wrong making sure that your words and behaviors align, encouraging connections with others, such as friends and family, speaking about ex-partners with respect, communicating clearly and honestly, setting, honoring, and respecting boundaries, showing up authentically and offering your space to be the same, um, being intentional about resolving conflict, actively working on growth and healing, sharing compatible goals for the relationship, and making sure that you feel seen, heard, and appreciated. So nice and sweet and simple. And we'll, of course, share that in the description so y'all can check it out. Love that. Love that. Well, that was all, y'all. Micah, she going to yes, wrap thank up. You. Yes, thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you to the boyfriends for coming on here and being our guest. Um, we will be dropping another episode and we're rolling up on episode 50 soon. So, woo! But yes, thank you all for listening. You can follow me on Instagram at MDCEO. You can follow me on Instagram at Gwism. You can follow me at Cheyenne Says So. And you can follow our page at Millennials to Society. That's two L's, two N's, and the number two. assume all the luxuries of an adult or all of the uh, the benefits of an adult without assuming the same amount of responsibility. <laughs>